Okay, Rabbi say let us begin Bezer Hashem. The continuation here, V'chavis Havavis, Sha'ar HaKniyah, Perek Hamishi. Last night we began the fifth Perek, the fifth chapter, which V'chavis Havavis started to describe to us that a good way of being able to obtain the trait of humility, to start achieving humility, is to start thinking about the origins of a person. Where does he originate from? Where is his starting point? As we say, humble beginnings. And this indeed is really beginnings that could humble a person. And he described in uh, graphic detail that every person, every human being is created from a putrid drop which is instilled into a woman's womb and then sustained and fed and nourished through the impure blood of the woman, and as miraculous as it might be, and it in, indeed it is miraculous, but yet we see that Hashem set it up in a way that the the beginnings of, of, of every human being is done from something that is foul-smelling and uh, something that is uh, first rots before it could even give nourishment. And then the baby emerges and he's totally helpless for the first for the first the little bit of his life, needs to be rely, rely on other people. And conjuring up a, a thought like that is that the person thinks he's great, the person thinks he deserves honor, he deserves a recognition. For what? Where, where did you come from? Who are you? What are you already? But uh, it gives us some pause for thought that this really what Chavis Avavis is telling us is really an explicit Mishnah and the and this is the Mishnah that Dr. Ephraim Strong mentioned just last night. This is the Mishnah which depicts this exact point. So let's learn the Mishnah tonight. This is the Tana of the Mishnah who teaches this thought. Akavya ben Mahalala Loimer. Akavya ben Mahalala lived at the time of the second Beis the second Temple era. And Rabbi Yehuda tells us in the Mishnah of Idiyas that even when all of Klal Yisrael and Erev Pesach would enter into the Azara, thousands upon thousands of Jews would enter the Azara, there was no one greater in terms of wisdom and Yiras Chait, the fear of sin, as Akav Yavimben Manahamahalalo. So just to understand the greatness of this Tana who is teaching us this Mishnah. So Akavya ben Malala tells us like this, Look into three things. Look into, look into three things. Learn the three things. We have to look into them. Histakil means to like gaze at them. What are you gazing at them for? You don't gaze at these three things. You contemplate these three things. You think about these three things. So Rabbi Chaim Volozhener in the Ruach Chaim explains, this Mishnah is going to teach us how we should not be arrogant. We should not be full of pride. We should not take ourselves so seriously sometimes and have the trait of humility. But it's not enough to wait until a thought of arrogance comes into our minds. Histaka, look ahead. Look in the distance. Look that these tests may come up in the future. And therefore, look now. Don't wait until, oh, I really feel like a Balgaiva. Where was that Mishnah? Where's that Mishnah that I should start learning? It's too late at that point. Look ahead now. 
look into the matter now and get a sense of humility. That then when a person is faced with a challenge of of gaiva, of haughtiness, he'll be prepared to deal with it. So his Dvarim, look into three things, and you won't come to sin. What are the three things? Know where you came from. And where are you going to? And before whom you're going to give a a judgment, an accounting before. Says the Mishnah, the first point, from where do you come from? And this is what Chavazavavas was talking about here. From a putrid drop, the drop of the zera that is given in to the woman that creates the human being. And that tipa, as Chavazavavas explained, that tipa goes in and actually it 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 disintegrates and it rots. And certainly if it doesn't turn into a human being, then it exits and it certainly is is foul and rotten. And that's the beginnings of a human being. Why did I make it like that? To instill in the person. This is where you come from. Realize, don't get haughty. This is where you come from. You only started as a little putrid drop. And through that thought, a person will distance himself from from Gaiva, from being arrogant. And where are you going to? To a place which is full of dust, worms, and maggots. And this too is the Pasik that the Chavis of Avis brought from Eiv. What is the end of man? The end of man is dust, laying in the dust. We say, Lishene offer those who lay in dust in Shmonasri we say and covered by worms and maggots, not a very pretty sight, not a very pretty thought, but it's a good enough thought for a person to think this is who uh, what I'm being a Balgaiva about. And the Khajman, who are we going to have to give an accounting before? That's Lefne Melech, Malchi Amloch and Baruch. That's the Mishnah, and certainly this Mishnah is the main thrust of it, is indeed for us to get an idea of humility. We think about this, we started as nothingness, we're going to end up with being covered with worms. It certainly is a way to dispel any thoughts of haughtiness. But we have to analyze this Mishnah from two points right now. Number one, there seems to be repetition in the Mishnah, right? Again, let's see the mission again. Akavius by Malala says, Look into three things, and you won't come to an Avera. What are the three things? So where do you come from? Where you going? And then it repeats it. From a Why did you have to give me the list first, and then repeat the list? Right? He gave me a list of three things, and then I'm going to explain these three things. Just say, Why does it have to give me the three things first, and then, right? Very valid question that's asked by many of the Mepharshimate, the commentators. So one idea is such a beautiful thought that's offered by many, and that is 
there's actually two things that Akave Ben Ma'alalal is teaching us. One is, he's talking to our Neshama. And the other, he's talking to our Guf. The first list of three, he's talking to the man's Neshama. As a matter of fact, you know a, a way that a person won't come Lidea that he won't come to sin? You know a way a person won't come to sin? Contemplate these three things. The greatness of man, the greatness of a Jew. What's the greatness of a Jew? Die my eye bus and know where you come from. You know where a Jew's neshama comes from? It comes straight from the Kisei covered. The neshama is taken from next to the heavenly throne and is sent into this world. That should, a person should appreciate the greatness of his neshama. Ulonat and where is he going to? He's going back to that Every Yid has a Chelek in Everybody has a Shir in Every Jew is going to And the Elam he's going to have. So he understands the to use the time, the opportunities in this world to be able to make sure that his share in Elam is indeed going to be a beautiful palace with stunning trees. That's what he wants. So Akavya ben Malal says, look into these three things of how great a person is. The, 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 the greatness of a Jew. Where do you come from? We have a piece of Hashem in us. Where are we going to? And then we're going to stand once again before Melech Malchei Amlochim. Who are we going to give an accounting for? Before Hashem himself. So that he's talking to the persons in the Shema. And he's saying, Neshama, you are indeed great. The Neshama of a Yid, the Neshama Shunasatabi Tahiri, is pure. The Neshama is always pure. Every Yid's Neshama, there's always one part of every Yid's Neshama that is pure, untainted, unadulterated, pure, just the way that Hashem gave it to him. We sully up a lot of the other parts of the Neshama, but every Yid's Neshama is pure. So that's the first idea that a person should think into. Then, turns his attention to the guf. He attends, turns his attention to our physical being and our feelings of wanting to be haughty or wanting to be in control of other other people. And he says, oh, you should know, you also come from a different place. Your neshama comes from up on high. But where were you created from? The, the, the bones and the sinews and the arteries and the limbs and who stills in the neshama? The neshama is instilled in by Hashem, but the, but the blood, and the heart, and the limbs, and all that, and the tissue and the muscle. Oh, that's given by, the father and the mother from the tipas rucha. Oh, that's a whole different story. Indeed, a person has to look at himself two angles. His neshama is great indeed, but his guf, is going to be one day laying with worms and maggots. So Akavid Bemalalal is really addressing two points over here. It's not repetition, repetitious at all. He's addressing first the Neshama and telling the Neshama how great he is. At the same time, in the same breath, he has to then say, but also realize that don't get to a level which is gaiva, which is hoardiness, which is considered an abomination by Hashem. Tayavas Hashem kol well, we have a second problem with this Mishnah that has to be addressed. And that is that this Mishnah seems to be similar 
and yet different than a different Mishnah. We have a Mishnah earlier, Perik Beis. Perik Beis, Mishnah Aleph. This is Gimel Aleph. And back in Beis Aleph, we have a Mishnah by Rebbe, Rebbe Yudanasi. The Rebbe said, Rebbe said, look into three things. Well, one second. Who's giving us this advice? Is it Rebbe Nasi Or is it Akave ben Ma'alalo? They both say the same thing. Look into these three things, you won't come to sin. But if the, the list is different, the list by Rebbe is as follows. Da, Know what is above you. Ayin Ra, there's always an, a watchful eye. There's in Shemas, there's a, 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 an ear that hears everything, an attentive ear. And Vechol Maasecha, Besefin Echtovim. And all of your deeds are written down, recording in a, recorded in a book. So why do we have to have two different teachings, one by Rebbe and one by so different answers are offered. I'm going to just share with you one that's brought in the Sefer Pirkei Sholem from Hagen Reuven Feinstein Schlitte. He tells us there's no redundancy at all. We mentioned before Akavya ben Mahalala lived when? During the Bayez Sheni. Akavya lived during the Second Temple Era. When did Rabbi Yudanasi live? After that. Rabbi Yudanas, he lived after the Churban Beis HaMikdash. So therefore, they're each talking to their generation, what their generation needed to hear. Akavya was talking about it in a time where we had the Beis HaMikdash. We were living in Eretz Yisrael. We were in control. We had great wealth, great wisdom. We were on top of the world. It was a utopian situation. Such a situation could indeed lead one to Gaiva. Where he thinks everything's going great, it could lead him to Gaiva. So Akavya had to warn his generation, even though things are tremendous, we're being blessed with such greatness. We have a base Amigdosh, you could see miracles. Don't become a Balgaiva. Think about where we emanate from. Think about the Tipas Rucha. Rabbi Yehuda Anasi lived in the Churban. We were already under the rulership of the Romans, we are being persecuted by them. Rebbe felt he doesn't have to tell people, don't be a Balgaiva. There was nothing to be a Balgaiva about. We were downtrodden. We were, we were the underdog. But Rebbe thought, I know what people are going to try to do. People are going to try to make this exile a little bit easier. They're going to make it go less easy and they're going to rationalize and say, you know what, i got to make it easy for myself. Maybe if I sin a little bit here and there, you know, once or twice a week, do a little sin. It's probably going to be easier for me. So Rebbe had to exhort the people, look into these three things and you won't come to the Avera. Even in Golos, even when things are hard, Hashem says you can't do Averis. You can't sin. So you have to know, Hashem is always watching, Hashem is always listening, and everything is recorded. That's to stay away from Avera. So really both of them work in harmony because it depends in every situation. And in our lives, sometimes... We're at the top of the world. Sometimes things are so great. We're coasting along. At times like that, we need to take out the Mishnah from Akave ben Malalo. Then we have to listen to his message. Don't become haughty because things are so well. Know where you come from. Know where you're going to. Know you're going to have to give an accounting. And at other times, 
when things are very difficult in our lives, then we take out the Mishnah of Rabbi Yudha Anasi, who tells us, don't think that because things are difficult, you'll just maybe throw in the towel, or you'll just sin a little bit, because you'll think it'll make it a little bit easier. Give in to the eight Sahara once in a while. And that, Rebbe tells us, there's always a watchful eye, there's always an attentive ear, and everything is recorded. So that is the Mishnah here in Perik Bey's Mishnah Aleph, Perik Gimel Mishnah Aleph, and this Mishnah is the Paragilma Mishnah Aleph of the Bakadi Ben Mahalalel is indeed the Mishnah of Kenia, of humility. It's the Mishnah which teaches us how to be humble. Agutenacht.